Let's put our living stereo stylus in this groove. Hi everyone, welcome to Reworkable, a podcast all about future-proofing and doing things better in the world of employment. Whether you're a business owner, team leader, or you're searching for that dream job. Every week, I chat to my guests about topics from well-being in the workplace to employer branding and company culture, and I'm getting their views on how to do things better. I'm Sam, your host, and I'm the director of Northridge Talent. Let's get going. That's where we're going to start, okay. right from the beginning, basically. So um, everyone knows that you and I kind of run a business. Yep. We've been doing it for what, best part of five and a half years now? Five and a half years. Five yeah. and a half Can glorious years. Can you believe it? Definitely a lot greyer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a lot more. I don't know if it's more stress, less stress. I don't know. Yeah, I can't work it out yet. 2020's been definitely a challenging one, but it didn't start there, did it? We obviously both work for a lot larger agency. Yeah. Both of us work for the same one. Are we allowed to talk about other people we work for before? Is that a thing? Do you maybe do don't. That? Maybe don't mention the company name, no. but you know we can say. Well, it doesn't matter. We work it? for a big agency. Yeah, we work for a yeah. big agency. Go on, you. you All right, I can your... start. I can yeah. start. Okay, so we can write, rewind you back ten years to. Funny enough, it's almost ten years to the day, October two thousand and ten. Really? It is. Yeah. So yeah, you've been yeah. doing it for ten years now. Ten years. Can you believe it? You've got that little, little I, token. I definitely, I definitely look ten years older. That's for sure. <laughs> I put a photo get a little token or something. <laughs> yeah, I should get a medal. Someone's going to send me a medal in a post or something like that. I'm waiting yet to get my trophy or something. Um, but no, so. I actually put a photo out on, on my LinkedIn the other day. Yeah, of a photo that. of me 10 years ago. And, what suit uh, was that? Do you remember? I think it was a Primark was suit it a Primark or something suit? like that. Yeah, yeah, Primark suit, Primark tie, Love Primark it. shirt. I think it cost me £32 in total. Baller. Baller, absolutely. And um, <clears throat> yes, if we can rewind the clock 10 years, you look at that photo and you look at me today, I definitely look 10 years older, that's for sure. <laughs> at least. Yeah. But no, I started in recruitment October 2010, and I was brought on to, at the time, it was a reasonably small small company, wasn't it? You know, yeah. we're talking, what, two, 250 people total. Um, to today, I think the company's got thousands of people globally, right? Where they kind of got acquired by a corporate company, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But going back to that time, um, I was brought into the uh, contract team. So I was focused solely on contract recruitment in the financial services sector. Yeah. And to be more specific, I was just at the time servicing insurance companies. That's what it was all about. Large insurance companies, general insurance, life, life and pensions, etc. Um, because they had a big regulation at the time called Solvency 2. So that's what I done. I kind of went in, uh, learnt the ropes. Yeah. And uh, I actually found myself in the early days trying to pick up FCA books and trying to understand all these different <laughs> rules and regulations but I think after a couple of months you soon realize that you don't need to know the ins and outs of pretty can't learn it in a few months anyway yeah yeah you kind of pick it up from the conversations that you, you have so there I was 19 years old um let loose <laughs> hustling um and yeah so I was working on the contract team uh then as the years went by, I kind of worked my way through the ranks. They took us off insurance in the end because we had a big, big demand in the in the banking sector. So I started to recruit for uh, some of the bigger names in in the uh, banking world. Yeah, don't need to mention them, but all the all the big, names, all the big you, names, all the big names as you can imagine. So I was uh, constantly going backwards and forwards from from the city to to Canary Wharf in me in my Primark suit. <laughs> I think after two years, I I managed to get a second or third suit. So yeah, that was quite managed nice. to do it. Did you upgrade? Yeah. From I upgrade Primark? Uh, what did I get? I think in the end, I got because obviously that Mark Marengo thing yeah, was it was big, big at the time. Wasn't it? So the I little, know uh, it's like a, it was your, it was like a little independent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, like they had a couple a, of places in London. Yeah, it was an independent in Savile Row, right? Yeah, they had Savile Row, and then they oh. had like um, Mark Stevens that's offshoot. It. Like that's by Liverpool Street. That's it. That was really so, good. Nice. So I'm sure you remember that. You know, that's pink when lining. that's when you knew you made it, yeah, right? Yeah. You got you that know. pink lining. That's suit. it. Oh, that was it. When you've done a few deals, you've done a few placements. People are like, this yeah. guy, this guy knows <laughs> this his guy. stuff, right? He knows he's, how to recruit. He's done a few deals. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's <laughs> got a few scars. Exactly. Exactly. It's not his first rodeo. He's done. He's he's done a few deals. So, <laughs> luckily enough, I managed to get myself uh, one of those. Um, so I went from going for the thirty pound suit to whatever it was, four yeah. five hundred pound suit, which felt good. It probably was, wasn't it? But four five hundred. Yeah, yeah, quick. something like yeah. that. Maybe more. I'm not, I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, that 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 got some good wear. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> that got some good wear. I got my I got my money's worth out of it. So you could have sure, bought anyway. like fifteen or twenty suits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. But so it wasn't about. If they could see it? me now, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they could see me now, but um, 
No, so look, I, I was there from October 2010 until, when did we kind of finish? I guess it was April, May 2015, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was there just the best part of four and a half, five years, something yeah. like that, just under five years. Um, and during that time, like I say, it was 100% focused on the financial services market, built up our connections and our relationships yeah. and all those different things. Worked my way through the ranks to kind of, you know, look after some other consultants and lead teams and kind of pass on my knowledge and expertise to, to, to other younger um, or less experienced members of the team, yeah. which was great. Um, but then it obviously got to a point, and you can kind of resonate with this as well, it kind of got to a point where you felt like it was becoming very transactional. Yeah. It was very... You get an alert on a system, an email comes through, good news, we want to give you this vacancy. Then you go away, find the people, put them on a system, hopefully they get the job, a bum goes in a seat and... You get paid. You get paid. Yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, is this the real reason why I wanted to get into recruitment? I know it sounds quite cliche, but I think a lot of people who work in recruitment often fall into it for a start. Yeah. Right? Well, but we, we kind of convinced you on a beach in yeah, Marbella, we did. didn't we? Yeah, that is true. That is true, yeah. Um, so it's not something that people often actively look for in, yeah. in a new job. It's something that you fall into or you know someone or your brother works in recruitment or your sister or your dog. We both, we or your both dog kind of started like financial service, actual yeah. broken, stockbroking, yeah, didn't exactly. we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I kind of had an understanding of the financial services world and FCA regulation. Yeah. So it, it kind of helped me, uh, you know, on a bit of a springboard to into that market. Yeah. Um, but after five years, it kind of got to a point where it's very transactional. It's it's boring. It's boring more than anything. And look, don't get me wrong. You can earn some good money. And, you know, we had a fantastic, you know, work and social life. Yeah, and going good. out going out for beers on a Thursday evening. <laughs> Tuesday, and Wednesday. Getting yeah. that last train home and getting that first train back in <laughs> yeah, the morning. And not get, getting four or five hours sleep or whatever. It was, look, it was great. But it kind of gets you to a point where you think, actually, I want a bit more satisfaction out of what I'm doing and I want to feel like I'm actually making a difference in the world and I know it sounds quite cliche but you know you get to a point where you just want something more yeah right and um, that probably leads us quite nicely onto how Northreach was born yeah right? tell me about it I mean, that's that's crazy right so you you were 19 years old yeah five years yep. four and a half years contracts insurance yeah recruitment so yeah. We, we're not talking like junior people you're going up against that right you had to a seasoned recruit oh, yeah. for a long time yeah people people who had you know our competitors especially you know the, the larger names in the market you know these these were guys that were doing it for yeah. 10 15 20 years and had fantastic relationships in in these organizations what so, was the magic then what was the kind of like the the ben ingram kind of like <laughs> secret sauce to it because like you, we obviously started Northridge when you were 24 then it must have been wasn't it yeah 24, it must have been 24 25? 25 something like that right? so i'd already been working a little while anyway so I've got a bit more experience, but you kind of shot up a lot quicker than I did from okay. start to finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it? What kind of was um, it for you from the 19 year old you in that Primark suit to yeah. four and a half years later buying those like, you know, expensive yeah, yeah, suits yeah. and actually having a pretty decent contract book as well, earning, what was you billing uh, at that point I think you, it, before I you left? I think in my peak, I got to 41, 42 out. Um, I think the most that I billed in one month was just under 50K, 50K. something like that. So you so were earning decent commission yeah, from yeah. it, right? In, in a typical year, I think the last couple of years, I was billing sort of 380, 400, something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, no, like I'd, I'd done reasonably well. I certainly wasn't the best, but I certainly wasn't the worst <laughs> either, right? I think but it was a good grounding, wasn't it? Was it was a very, very good grounding, very good training, um, very good social life. And you, know, you gave it all up. We gave it all up. But you gave it up. I, I was it giving it up, up anyway. Like I, I was, I was already up. halfway out the door, wasn't yeah, I? Really? Yeah, yeah. But. you're already in the departure lounge. <laughs> um, no, I gave it all up. And look, you know, there was different kind of avenues that that I could have gone down. You know, they were talking about different markets, yeah. and different areas to kind of go for. But I think it it wasn't so much the market that I was working in, or or the people that I was placing, or even the companies that I was recruiting for. Yeah, it was more. I feel very, very passionately about the um, the SME market and supporting those startups and yeah. those scale-ups. And you kind of think to yourself, when you're recruiting for these large banks, don't get me wrong, it's great, you know, and it, it, was. it, it, it was great and yeah. it can be quite fulfilling at times. But really, are you making a difference to that organisation? Are you making a difference to what, you know... Put the whole, feel the like, whole, yeah. No, the whole sector, really. Like, I think 
you know, these large banks, biggest bank in the world, I think they can do without this particular person. They're not going to go under. Yeah, They're still going to succeed. True. They're still going to kind of be a profitable Pivotable for right? them in terms of that role might be important. Yeah. But in terms of is it going to make a direct impact tomorrow? Probably not. Probably not. So... That's when Northreach was born, right? You and I had that conversation. Indeed. You said like you're already in a departure lounge anyway. You'd already. I think I feel like I need to justify enough. this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. No, no, no. Like you're right. It's because I was there. I was there as well, right? And my my journey was totally different um, from being stuck in being into one sector. Mine was just slightly more focused around technology, contract recruitment, investment banking, third party risk, investment banking, hedge funds wealth managers you know that, that was kind of my bag it was yeah. wicked but same sort of thing just got absolutely sick of people just telling me oh what another 50 quid a day 100 pound a day i'm not yeah. getting paid enough money and you're like you kidding me right you're already yeah. on like 700 800 quid a day or whatever but they were just keeping up with the markets i can't really blame them but after a while i think you just got so fed up with it um and then that's when the whole life science thing kind of come around right mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. thought even at that point if i'm really honest with it about it all is that i kind of thought i wanted to do something on my own always had done always wanted to um but an opportunity kind of come to start a brand new market and something i knew nothing about and then let's actually see if i could do it without mm -hmm. the financial stress yeah, as well yeah, being yeah, selfish yeah. thinking back on it yeah but i gave it everything for two years and we did we grew that business pretty well and now mm -hmm. we've got one of the other directors from there. That's it. So Happy days. That was cool. So everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. So whilst I was in the departure lounge, I think they knew that I was never going to be a company man. I was never going to be a senior manager because I just wouldn't wear the tie and I wouldn't be cleanly shaved. Like that was the impression that they wanted yeah. to give. And that's cool. That's their jam. Yeah. Definitely was not me, but they knew that and I knew that. So it was just stuck between a rock and a hard place. I either just sat, sat there as a biller, yeah. was yeah, a senior yeah. leader who just kind of caused a lot of fuss but could bill. Or do what we did, right? Yeah, exactly. You take, take a leap. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we did, didn't we? So mine, my kind of motivation was different, but yours... Well, I was very similar. I think we're both very entrepreneurial people. We've always tried to find different ways yeah. to... So polo shirts. Yeah, so polo shirts yeah exactly. And 64 games. Whether it's selling SIM cards on eBay yeah. or, you know, selling sweets at school or... What else do you use to sell? Oh, God. Um... Well, I think it all started when Jamie Oliver obviously, <laughs> you know, uh, went into the schools and um, said, you're selling a load of rubbish, right? You what know, did he call it? It was like the... Um, I forgot what they called it. But you, you obviously in the early days in senior school, yeah. you go in, even first thing in the morning, you grab yourself a chocolate donut, That's it. pot yeah. noodle... Um, a bacon to, sandwich yeah, something. bacon sandwich, whatever. You can go to the... Nice can, healthy breakfast. Exactly. Nice healthy breakfast. Um, you, go to, you go to the vending machine and get yourself yeah. a Pepsi Max or That's whatever it. it is. Get your chocolate bar. I don't even Pepsi That's Max even a thing then, was it? It might have been full, full fat Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, probably full fat Pepsi. You probably didn't even have diet. Yeah. It was like full fat Coke, full fat Pepsi, Tango. Fruit pastels. Get myself a pot noodle. Straight to the math class. Straight. That set you up for the day, right? But they took that all away, right? So they took that all away. The vending machines were still there. Yeah, but then it was like apples and stuff. All of a sudden, you can have beetroot flavored crisps. So yeah, thinking, rice cakes. I think where's my McCoy's gone? Yeah, you know? gotcha. Um, but I'm guessing a lot of the students felt the same. A lot of the students felt the same. So and this I is think, where you found your market. Uh, yeah, I, I identified a market there or a demand there. Um, should we say? I Black wasn't the only. I wasn't the only person to say. It. I wasn't the only person to do it. But you had I think competition on the, on the I had corners. competition on the corners. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, hustling away yeah so I just maybe that's where it all started I kind of you know went down to my Tesco's or Sainsbury's at the time or whatever and I got myself a big you know that big uh, well like the hamper multi, pack the yeah the multi big multi-packs yeah? of you. sweets yeah, and yeah. crisps and cans and all the rest of it loaded your pockets up loaded my pockets up <laughs> and away I went into school and say look we know there's a shortage <laughs> of, of, of goodies around here now. Don't worry, I've got your back got and you. I've got your cover. What do you need? Exactly. <laughs> and I think at the time, you know, I used to probably make 25, 30 pounds a day. Wow. And considering, all right, it doesn't sound like a lot, but considering that... But how know, old were you then? Talking what, 14? 14 years old. 13, 14, 15, something like it's that. Not bad, considering it was just pocket money. Exactly, exactly. And bearing in mind, mum used to give us, what, two pounds a day she to did, live two quid a day, yeah, um, for lunch. For lunch and all the rest of it. Yeah. All of a sudden, that 25, 30 pounds a day kind of made a difference. Big time. And I know that you were kind of hustling in the background as well, <laughs> and eBay selling the SIM cards yeah, and uh, polo shirts and all yeah. those different things. So that I think was bonkers. We, as individuals, were probably always destined to 
run her own business. Our or, parents would like it as well, weren't they? Yeah, really? so mum's always run her own business. Dad's always yeah. you know, been successful and run his own business. And I think we've kind of been brought up in that way to, you know, get out there and hustle for yourself. Yeah. Um, but going back to your original point is that, you know, we did get good grounding and good training and learning the ropes from the previous company. But then you kind of get to a point, for me, you know, five years into the journey, I think for you it was seven or eight, something like How that. How am I now? I'm 34. I was started at Aston Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I started uh, 2008 um, wasn't it I think it's 2007. 2007 I think it was 2007 okay. I think it was like November 2007 you know what thinking about it I think mine's exactly the same similar I, sort of journey. yeah I yeah. got to be fair I was working at another a smaller agency for 18 months prior to that <laughs> here's a funny story Here so I actually got sacked from that company um, not because I wasn't doing deals I was doing deals I was bringing customers on I was doing yeah, yeah, yeah. everything I needed to but when I was in for my one to one I think it's like end of quarter or something like that. Um, I had I took my notebook in there, and in the back of the notebook was a business plan to set my own <laughs> company. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I remember. How old were you at the time? Oh, I was nineteen. Nineteen, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I literally had this business plan in the back of my notebook, and I remember the director sat me down. I was going for the one to one, and he said about these other clients I hadn't made contact with, mm-hmm. and. I wasn't doing the right job and whatever, but I'd build what I needed to build. I think yeah, it was like yeah. 30 grand or something like that for the quarter. And I did like 38, yeah, bought yeah, a brand yeah. new customer on, did the whole thing as a recruiter. Yeah, and then my yeah, senior yeah. at the time just to sit there and just do, you know, just swan around. Yeah, He's yeah, actually yeah. in uh, Thailand now. But anyway, <laughs> he uh, yeah sat me down, did my one-to-one, went through it all. He was like, yeah, you've hit your target, but you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you haven't done enough. And he was just scrolling through this book that I kind of put was right on my notes and stuff in. And he said, what, what's this? And he started reading it. I thought, oh, my, son, my stomach just sank. Literally <laughs> then and there. And it's like, not mine. Oh, it's not mine. God. <laughs> And uh, Who put that there? Yeah, <laughs> it was like this full-on business plan of like start my own recruitment company, what I was going to call it, the yeah, money I'd yeah, need to yeah. do it, all this kind of stuff. And he just looked at it and he goes, what the fuck is this? Da, 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 da. And I said, I can't remember even what I said or how I responded. I just said, oh, they're just ideas. They're just things yeah, that yeah, you know yeah. I'm passionate about. And he got so angry with it that he kind of said, I suggest we just kind of part ways from here because if you're not with us, then that's it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the end, I was like, okay, fine. I get it. Um, I still want my money. <laughs> of course, of course, because I, you know, to me, I was 19 years old. I just moved out as well. Probably in a Primark suit as well. I think I probably was in a Primark or a next suit, maybe yeah, that yeah, Mum yeah. bought me, probably okay, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did, to be fair, they put me on garden and leave straight away and just let me leave. But funny enough, at the same time, the other agency that we kind of worked for all that period of time actually made a call to me to say that um, they've been competing with me in that third-party risk market and they couldn't touch what I was doing at yeah. a particular bank so they literally called me and said come in for an interview so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like they knew I was around I was in the parts lounge in my own head this all happened I had this idea to set my own company but I was never going to start it then so I was, didn't have the experience I didn't feel ready mm-hmm. so this opportunity come along I heard a lot of reputation about them um, and I thought you know what let's just go and actually loved it and then yeah I must have spent so where are we now so 2007 yeah it would have been so I think I started literally in October 2007 mm-hmm. and then we left what 2014 2015 2015 2015 it's April May 2015 April 2015 2015 yeah yeah but I suppose even in 2014 we were kind of thinking about it weren't we like mm. just in our own private time for mm. but your original question was what was the secret source right? what was the secret source <clears throat> the secret yeah source, so what was like I suppose so let me take let me take back so 14 15 on on the on the street on the not street corners <laughs> on the school on the school corners you know with the, with, the, with the uh fizzy cans and the sweets yeah and i've just got this of picture of, of you with like coke cans and you're like school blades of pockets just yeah. jingling left and right walking well, up you know the corridors it, it, i think it even evolved even it even evolved into just selling you know pens and stationery and things like that my sister did that well, didn't yeah because it kind yeah. of got to a point where you know it's like you go into class and people don't have a pen they don't have a, yeah. they don't have a pencil they don't have a rubber don't worry i've got you covered yeah. give, us, give us a quid or whatever yeah, it is it. right so I think pocket for the change by the end of the day. Yeah, without blowing my, my own trumpet too much, I kind of maybe from an early age got that kind of sales patter and yeah. that ability to kind of, you know, get people to trust me and you know build a relationship with people and be that go-to person. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for what we need in our times of <laughs> in, in the, times in, of in, need. Yeah, in our times <laughs> of need, right? Um, Very entrepreneurial. There you yeah. go. Yeah, so when I finished school, I, I then obviously went uh, and worked in a call centre. And it was a financial services call centre as well, right? Yeah. So it was kind of in the payments world, credit cards, loans, you know, bits and pieces like that. So 
I think I started that from 16. And that, because call centre, you're on the phone all day, you kind of just built up this, I guess, natural ability to be able to listen to people. Yeah. And speak to people and get on. So you've got some good customer service experience from exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Because as you can imagine, sometimes people were calling up and at 16, 17 saying, you know, my card's not working yeah. or why is this transaction being blocked or, you know, I can't keep up with the interest payments or whatever. So Must have quite a lot. <clears throat> you had to build up that customer service experience, having that listening skills and also those communication skills to really kind of build that relationship with that mm. customer to yeah. give them what they need, right? So you've got a good understanding good from understanding. young age around like customer service, yeah, some sort of sales kind of pattern, building relationships, yeah. seeing a need. Yeah, and that's probably that's how I naturally, naturally fell into recruitment because yeah. they're the kind of skills... You kind of need those, right? That you need in order to be successful in this job. Because if you can't listen to people, understand their needs, understand what they're looking for. um, That's just like any good sales role anyway, right? But for us particularly, it's so important, isn't it? Exactly. You have two ears and one mouth, right? For that reason. Exactly, for that reason. So So, it's a fast track then. Fast track to to 2015. Yeah. So we obviously got to the point in the in in the april may 2015 whatever it was where we kind of plucked up the courage to go right <laughs> you know what day. we're gonna do it God, we're that gonna was do nerve-wracking, it wasn't it was it? really really nerve-wracking so i obviously pulled my boss to one side you pulled your boss to one <laughs> at side same at the same time <laughs> we the right thing to do i don't even know i, I still I don't, don't know i, still don't right know. I mean i think we did do the right thing because we were um and nerving about how honest we should be about what we're doing yeah yeah we did um you know, whether we should just kind of make up a story to say we're completely out of the recruitment game. And we've gone, do you remember we said, well, we're going to go question. work at my dad's pub or something yeah, like that, I think right? that was like a, definitely a thought that we had, wasn't I it? I think it was that like, was the thought right up until less than 24 hours before, like the night before we said, actually, yeah. you know what, maybe it's not the right thing to do to be so open and honest about what we're doing. Yeah. And I think we slept on it and we kind of said to each other, actually, you know what, there's no point trying to live our lives at least for the next six to 12 months in the shadows and looking over our shoulder and worrying about what we're doing. Let's just be open, honest, transparent and say, look, guys, we've had a fantastic time here. We really appreciate everything that you've given to us. What was the response? (laughs) Maybe we should. (laughs) To be fair, the response from both of our immediate bosses was was reasonable, right? Obviously, it, it was quite heartwarming that they were gutted that you know I think yours was more uh, uh, than mine. I think <laughs> was lucky to get rid of me yeah, just causing maybe. too many problems for him yeah maybe but um no look i mean th- they they took it on the chin and they kind of understood yeah. you know our motivations and they accepted our our resignation um and that was that really wasn't it and that was that and then north reach was born right not yeah. long not too long after that we we um set up shop we did right we? i think it was well, to be fair, no, I think in the May, June, well, it took, we took a little, bit, took of a little bit of time off because it's one of those jobs where, you know, you get to a point where you feel almost burnt out, don't yeah. you? You know, You're young as, as well, especially kind of getting that, that late night trains at one o'clock in the morning yeah. just to get back on the train at five o'clock, half yeah. five in the morning. Six, it, six it, it really took yeah. its toll. So, you know, in the May, June, I'm sure you remember, we kind of took the time to chill out. We played a bit of golf in the summer, we didn't did. we? You went know, to Spain, didn't I? We went, we went, yeah, we went to Dad. Spain. Yeah. And I think it was really important to, to have that kind of recharge and that re-energise and kind of really think about our approach to, to what we're going to do. So yeah. I think it got to the point of what, June, July 2015, and we said, right, okay, yeah. we haven't got an income now. We've just quit our jobs. We've just had our, we've just had our final payments and our final salaries or whatever. Um, we were on our own, yeah. right? It was um, scary times, wasn't it? It was you and me. Well, especially for you, because obviously you, you were due, uh, Jacob, weren't yeah, you, right? So what well, Amy Amy was... Um, she would have been... Six months pregnant? No, nah, five months pregnant? I think she was about, yeah, f- three or four, probably. Um, <coughs> he was born in January, wasn't he? So yeah, like four months in, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, so it's quite a scary time, just like anyone listen, you know, listening to this and setting up their own business or whatever the case mm. may be, is that it can feel very, very daunting and quite lonely place right yeah we had um, each other though didn't we it was quite we had lucky. each other yeah absolutely and i think that makes the, the big difference because I don't, I don't know about your experience but when you speak to people who have set up their own businesses especially if they've set it up independently on their own it's very difficult a lot of their feedback is it's a very lonely place yeah sometimes you need that person that you can kind of bounce yeah. ideas from or that reassurance that you're doing something right or the reassurance that you might be doing something wrong you know um so we had each other um so july 2015 
um we set up that little little office at home yeah, my yeah, house, yeah. which is smaller than this meeting room it really is um, just to give people an idea as well this i don't know how big this room really is maybe like what would you what would you say it's three, like four meters by four That's, yeah like yeah, that. yeah so we set up a, a little home office we went down to that was a really exciting time though wasn't <laughs> it, it? When, you really, when you really look it. back right it's like right we're doing this yeah you're committed. You've got no choice. I mean, don't get me wrong. You could kind of turn back and go, I'm just going to have to get a job somewhere else. But you thought... We always had that. Thought, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's give it a go, right? So it's quite an exciting time to literally go down to, to Ikea and yeah. kind of buy, buy ourselves those two, those two desks um, and those chairs and the drawers <laughs> and all the other bits and pieces that come with it, right? And we went down to Staples, I think it was, and kind of bought all the stationery, yeah. your pens and your notepads and, you know, your, your post-it notes. We kind of literally things. did it very cheaply, basically, didn't we, we did. to start with. We did, yeah. And then obviously going to PC World, getting the cheapest laptops yeah, that we still got them find. knocking around this office somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we should frame them, <laughs> yeah, put we them should. like a museum. We should. And how much money we made on yeah, these. Yeah, I know. All the people we helped. Tell me about it. And then even going to Argos, which was literally, what, about, I don't know. They are 15 quid, those telephones, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was like, what, a 90 second to two minute walk from your house yeah. walked up there and thought we haven't got any income here we haven't got any revenue we've only got our savings to live from we can't yeah. afford this 30 40 <laughs> landline what's the cheapest thing you got yeah. <laughs> you know it's really well like, well you know we got this it doesn't have any display or anything like that <laughs> does it make phone calls yeah it doesn't make phone calls does it do the job yes it does the job perfect all right cool we'll have two of those yeah we'll have two please. of those i think they were 14.99 discount on those for new businesses yeah exactly do you remember i think they even tried to sell us the insurance yeah I I did, like, they oh, did. don't worry three about quid it. a year would it? Yeah, no, no no i can't afford <laughs> no, that no, no i can't afford no. the insurance no, on these no, bad no. boys no well they are probably going to get some some wear right they did though didn't they but if we can go back to then obviously kind of going back to our our histories and our backgrounds you, you've already said it you had a really good background in technology yeah and servicing the kind of the technology world um and mine was very much non-it um and because i was working in that risk and regulation space um we knew that quite a hot topic that was coming up at the time was obviously this yeah, cyber security, security yeah. information security and it security right so we thought that's probably a good avenue to go down yeah, because there's a big demand in the market. Um, it's something that's very much up and coming. It's yeah. developing. We did some good research into it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and it felt quite nicely in between both of our experiences and skill sets, didn't it? You probably wouldn't see it now, but obviously the actual slogan for Northreach was Northreach, a secure future, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, So it there's was. A, that's a funny little insight yeah, because yeah, yeah. when we very first started the business, Northreach obviously made sense because it was like a family name from, from my yeah. dad and the Northreach paper back in the 80s 90s you know and then we thought Northreach a secure future made kind of sense because it was almost like securing your data and it all kind of made sense because yeah, it's and about securing a new like role future. And, yeah and yeah. it was like that's right yeah because yeah. we kind of thought like a secure future was like okay if you're a candidate it kind of makes sense because you're lining up a role to you know facilitate whatever kind of need that is mm -hmm. but how is you putting that word secure in information security kind of all made sense it all kind of fell quite nice into yeah, that bracket yeah, didn't yeah, it yeah it did so yeah i remember that really well thinking like yeah this is definitely the one but we found actually that market was mental in terms of well we done reasonably well didn't we yeah, we kind of went out right. we put our flag in the sand and said we're it security yeah. we're going to be it and cyber security recruitment specialists Specialist, that's yeah. all we do that's it because that's what we're all about and we we'll go into these meetings and go i've come from a risk and regulation background sam's come from a technology background we, we get know, it we get it we know a lot about it yeah. security and that's cool Let's do and, it. and to be fair even pretty much from 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 week one week two we were picking up jobs very very quickly yeah, we people did. were buying into us during the first meeting one of the first meetings we went to yeah so <laughs> we won't mention the company name i don't <laughs> think it's fair to mention the company name but there was this really cool up-and-coming kind of pen penetration testing company wasn't it? Um, yeah yeah what do they call it? Like digital forensics type. That's it. Yeah. Type company. Right. They were consultancy. Weren't yeah, they? yeah. Yeah. The um, consultancy, and they were kind of servicing a number of kind of different industries in terms of they were doing some eth ethical services. hacking yeah. and that sort of stuff. Right. So we thought, good place to start. Yeah, good place to start. This Wicked name as well. Really cool name. We can't mention the company name, but it's a really cool name. I thought, right, we want this. We want this. So we kind of got online one and. Kind of gave them the spiel <laughs> gave them the spiel we said look we've been trading for 25 years <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't, no, no, we didn't. we were very honest and open and said look, we haven't ever really changed though have we we've never really changed no the well i think but i think you know what people have i think this is one thing that we've been very good at is that often people have this temptation or this perception that when you set up a company you need to make out that you're, you're bigger, bigger than, you, bigger than you, are. you are yeah we've got teams of people doing this and 
we've got years of experience doing that and you know we've got these really fancy glass offices and all these different things yeah. when in reality what's got us to this point is just actually being open and honest to say you know what there's just the two of us we're hustling it means more to us than it does yeah. because we've got a pregnant wife we've got no income we've you know we really need this yeah we really <laughs> not, do. That, not that we did Please. not that we sounded desperate but you know but, people but we thought, could deliver that was the yeah, thing yeah and also we we, we kind of do know our stuff as well yeah. right so people thought actually you know what let's kind of support the the david out of this kind of david and goliath situation yeah. and we like the fact of supporting these up and coming and small organizations but we realized it very quickly didn't we so i think what, was, what i was going to say was with that first meeting mm-hmm. we obviously landed the meeting we thought yep. sweet we're going to go out to london we're going to put the best suit on yeah 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 shine the shoes yeah put the tie on yeah because that's, we that's what we were used to though wasn't it you know going yeah. to these meetings you always had to look sharp you yeah the best suit on and you know, clean shaven, tie on, and all the rest of it. You're professional. This is it. This exactly. is how you do business. And we exactly. did exactly what we was always told to do. Yeah, we? yeah, absolutely. And I remember when those kind of uh, those elevator doors opening, and we kind of walked in. It was like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> we, we totally misread this. Yeah, completely misread the organisation. The CEO, he, I swear to God, to his date, was it a can of beer he had? That, <laughs> Maybe that I say was? that. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. I think the meeting was at about. It was like half 11. Half 10, 11, yeah. 11. For, it was definitely morning. Yeah. It was definitely morning. Start. I wouldn't say first, first. No, thing, it, it was a late, early, early. late morning yeah. meeting. Like 11. Let's say. let's say 11 o'clock meeting, right? So he walks in, you know, oh God, we've really misread this. T-shirts, baggy jeans, bad Converse traders. Exactly. Developers. Yeah. And bear in mind, I think this is actually, actually, this was in the height of the summer, wasn't it? Because yeah, it, it was hot. It was, must have been August time. Must have been August time, yeah. August time. So we're kind of getting a train up there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure... There was flip-flops going on. There was. I yeah. think there was a dog running around. Yeah. Um, there's you and me looking at the bloody lawyers or something. And everyone looks around. Yeah, exactly. Everyone looks around and thought, cool, blimey, who's this? Like you say, the lawyers? What's yeah. It? No one's walked into this <laughs> office with a suit and tie on for a long period <laughs> yeah. of time. Um, so we went into the meeting room, you know, and we met the HR lady, lovely lady. She was lovely, yeah. She was really cool. Um, and she bought into us and she understood our vision and our passion and our dreams to kind of work in this market and it's she gave us a shot right? it's when the CEO kind of bowled in well no though, we kind of it? looked out of that glass yeah. room didn't we you know at the glass meeting room and she went oh there's the CEO Stuart or whatever his name was yeah. or Dave or whatever I was looking at him he's, he's standing there he, was, he looked like a nice enough guy don't get me wrong <laughs> he looked like a can of beer yeah, right yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> pretty sure he was kind of looking over everyone what was it probably 20-30 people yeah. in this room yeah and he was looking over everyone his shorts and t-shirt flip flops with the can, it was almost resting the can on his beer belly, belly as well, it. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he had, like, some sort of can of beer. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Like an was. Atari t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, like it definitely can of beer, was. root beer, or some sort of canned mail or something funky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so we had a little bit of a giggle when we walked out of that. And, but I think know. we kind of realised from then on, like... SMEs particularly, yeah. or even us as a business, was then like, okay, we need to find our own identity. You we can't, find, yeah, absolutely. You can't keep like looking in the past for the answers. You kind of got to now move forward. Yeah, I think yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. one of the things about the um, about today. It's like how it's changed, right? So yeah. we kind of went from big corporate into this idea of cybersecurity, trying to develop this image of Northreach. Now yeah. we're sitting here five and a half years later, and how has it changed? Like, do you feel like well, if, it's, it's quite a hard one? Isn't it? It's if a really it's, difficult one because I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in some respects is that we worked for a corporate organization yeah. servicing corporate organizations. So it made sense. And then, you know, it made sense, right? That's the way you conduct business. You hold yourself, yeah. the way that you present yourself and all those different things because that's the corporate world. And then we've kind of thrown ourselves completely out of the corporate world to the complete opposite. Yeah, other end of the spectrum. You know, from going into all these fancy glass buildings with everyone in suit and ties yeah. to working from a spare bedroom in a flat to going to organisations who are standing there having a can of beer with a dog running around. Quite literally. And in some in some cases, we've gone to little companies where they've just started themselves very similar yeah. to us. Yeah, absolutely. Got a good product, got a good service, got some backing. Yeah. And, you know, we're rolling in now. I went mean, going to that place up in, in near Tottenham into a warehouse. Yeah, that's you know it. Yeah, I mean, doing yeah, all the essential yeah. oils and that kind of stuff. And these yeah, guys yeah. sitting there, then they've got like a gym bag in the corner, like a boxing bag and that. And I had a fishing chair and they were like, yeah, this is all we've got at the minute. Yeah, we've got yeah. all the money we need to hire. Like, it's just scrappy. Yeah, so yeah. it's totally changed the dynamic of the way we run the business, hasn't it? Yeah. So um, we, l- we had to learn very, very quickly that 
although we were getting these meetings and picking up these jobs and kind of putting our flag in the sand and IT we were doing the recruitment bit weren't we we were not evolving from what we were or what we were used to doing and that's fine because we went immediately to our comfort zone of this is how we know things should be done and we've got a proven track record of doing it this way so why try to reinvent the wheel but I think one thing that we we learned very very quickly after that meeting we had a series of other very similar sort of meetings with a variety of different organisations we started listening didn't we I think that was the big thing we started listening and we found ourselves kind of going into these organisations, IT security, cyber security, yeah. and they go, boys, you know what? We really like you. Just the way you are. The way you are, the way that you're conducting yourselves, yeah. the way that you're kind of hopefully going to have this rags to riches type story <laughs> of kind of coming from a spare bedroom into your own office and kind of... Yeah, they could see what we were trying to do, right? Yeah, and I think our story resonated quite nicely with their story. Yeah. And they're kind of saying, boys... IT security, cyber security sounds great, but at the moment... <laughs> Can I've, you find me this? Can yeah, but at the moment, yeah. at the moment, I'm only two, three years into my journey as an organisation. I actually need customer service people. I need sales people. Yeah, finance, operations, finance, HR, support, you know, whatever. The, the, yeah. the, I need the foundations to actually... Yeah, to build it. Build an organisation. Yeah. And then we kind of had a, had a bit of a... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? We had a bit of a moment. Epiphany. Where we ca- epiphany, that's, that's it. We had a bit one. of an epiphany where we kind of looked at each other and said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> You'll pay me to feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. So you're saying you like us. Yeah. You you want to give us work. Yep. That's right, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you haven't got any IT security jobs? Nope. No. None, I don't none think, of them. To be honest with you, mate, I'm trying to build an IT team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I never, need developers. Yeah. I yeah. Never this. mind. Never mind IT Probably security. Let me try and get yeah. my IT off the ground. Yeah, at the but, moment, IT is literally a laptop and curries. Like, yeah, yeah, but... Got SharePoint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you boys are interested, I need salespeople, I need finance people. And then we kind of thought to ourselves, because where we were so used to working in such strict markets that yeah. you could never kind Don't of go outside outside of your... I get in trouble for that all. Yeah, <laughs> let's not go down. Why are you doing perm deals? Not. No, but that's how you build up a specialism, right? Which was fair enough, and yeah. you kind of become a specialist in that market. So we f- it was almost a little bit outside of our comfort zone to turn around and go, oh, we're going to walk out of this IT security world yeah. and find you a salesperson or find you a finance person. But we had this epiphany where we said, well, actually... Number one, we're a small company. We've been trading for four, five, six months or whatever it was. Who are we to turn away work? Or who are we not to accept, you know, an offering from someone who actually genuinely wants to work with us? Yeah. And and secondly, is it something that we can actually add value to and something that we can actually deliver for this customer? That's kind of where we got it to, isn't it? Yeah. Like very, very early on, we kind of identified that people bought into us, the story, the brands, even though it was very basic at the time. Mm-hmm. We, they bought into us quite literally yeah and then we could deliver and then we picked up some customers didn't we and mm. then they he's like we can just throw us what you want because i suppose what you realize in the sme space is that you tend to get one hr manager or one individual that yeah, has exactly. all the requirements they don't need 30 different specialist agencies saying hey i can find you just this and just that they're like that's wonderful yeah i'll work with one or two people who can find me everything and I remember work, walking in, into the housing association. Remember we had all that yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get there and we had like, what, 28 contractors on site? Yeah. And they kind of sat us down and were like, okay, so you've got this amount of contractors. We've only got like 40, I think, as in total. And we was going up against like big agencies. Yeah, yeah, the big names. Yeah, and they said to us, so they going, oh, yeah, so how many of are you? And we're like, well, it's just me and Ben. They're like, <laughs> what? Like, how have you won all of this work, delivered all of this against all these big names? Yeah. What would we say? I think we just, we just want it more. We just get it. I think uh, yeah. we actually understood the business. I think it's probably a combination of it's probably a combination of because we wanted it more yeah. you know we would sit there day and night whether it's from seven in the morning till nine o'clock at night filling those jobs yeah and maybe because in our early days you know we could put a hundred percent into into that customer yeah, because, because we knew we'd fill it yeah, we knew we knew we'd fill it right um but, but it, we took a lot from those days right as in just yeah. understanding the customer getting to know them and really then filling jobs that was that was just transactional wasn't it filling jobs was a bit like okay we get you now so we know what kind of people you're looking for and then do you think now like looking back have we changed it much has our strategy really changed i know the markets have changed i know we've got a finer point on it in terms of what we do but do you reckon like how we've done it's changed over the past five Um, years bearing in or how we how we evolved it 
it's going back to the kind of the evolution then so i think what we found probably nine to 12 months in is that actually we don't need to put our flag necessarily at this early stage into one particular you if you're new s- to it skill set yeah. right especially if we're supporting small companies startups scale-ups yeah. medium-sized organizations like you kind of said it's like well it's all well and good you specialize in this particular area guys but i'm not going to 10 different agencies for each department you know we're an organization of 40 50 people i can't afford the time to go to all these different organizations right, That's right. so i think what we kind of got to, to the point of we really enjoyed supporting those small yeah. companies because we felt like we were actually making a difference we felt that we were valued um it was really nice to actually hear from the hr teams and the owners of the organizations at times to go boys you know what I've just hired this person and it's actually going to make a real impact on my revenue this year or... So that was decent, wasn't it? Yeah. We realised like the small companies are just, you know, That's every single it, hire made the yeah. made sense for them. Yeah, and I think being small business owners ourselves, we could, we, we, could, we, could get, we could get on the same yeah. ground as them very, very quickly to say we, we understand because we've had to set up our own little IT yeah. and our own little sales and marketing and <laughs> we understand the challenges and the issues that you're going through because we're going through exactly That's the same, same ones yeah. as a small organisation, right? So we get it. it is, there's a lot of pain in it. I but suppose we have, haven't we? Because there's a lot of now talk, we talk about it a lot and saying we've kind of gone from a recruitment agency to more to like a talent partner yeah. or a talent, more talent focused than it is recruitment. Because I've always kind of thought, I think we've always kind of thought, Recruitment is quite a dirty word mm-hmm. in our industry anyway. A lot of people see as recruiters as quite tenacious little pricks a lot of the time. Yeah. Don't really know what they're talking about. Just want to make a fee, make a placement. And I think to a degree, I, I can see why people think that. Particularly if you think of the way we used to do it. Like you said right at the start, it was like requirement comes in, get job, range interview, send out offer, ring a bell, do a deal, wonderful, yeah. on to the next one. There wasn't really much personality into it. No. At that corporate level, that kind of works. But when you want to work in SMEs and not even SMEs really now we're in 2020 this whole corona thing's kind of happened everyone's gone virtual mm-hmm. jobs still need to be filled companies need, still need to be run they still need people so now it's not just about putting a job ad out and someone applies and you get the job is it because everyone is fighting for talent war yeah. and talent is like a big thing yeah and now we've kind of realised you've got to brand ourselves as a talent partner because well, it's more than just filling jobs now, isn't it? Because the the, op- the actual opportunity for agencies to work with companies. Well, the is, landscape's changed. The landscape's it? changed. The, the landscape's changed. And I don't know whether it's our perception because we are now working for far less corporations and But we've companies. evolved it hugely, right? We, yeah. And because I think what we, what we realised is that the reason people are giving us the business is because they understand, because these boys understand... And girls. And girls, sorry. At the time, it was just us two. <laughs> At the time, it was just us two. So I can, I can, say, I, I can say that. But no, but these guys, you know, these these people, these people, individuals, are not yeah. just saying, are not just coming to me, going, "Hey, you've got this job. I can fill this job and put that bum on that seat." That's true. Yeah, it's, you're not even seeing it from the candidate's perspective, are we? No, no not exactly. I can do the job anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. It's it's more of a case that. of you actually understand the reason why I want to hire this person yeah. or the issue or challenge that I'm actually looking to address yes so for example I'm hiring a salesperson I need to have this background can you get a bum in a seat well tell me why you need a salesperson that's right like, yeah. oh because you know we've just launched this new product and we want to go out to this talk whatever and it's having those more consultative conversations conversations to yeah. actually understand why why you're taking these paths so yeah. to speak so rather than kind of looking at us as all the process has been built which need an agency just to come in and fill the spot yeah with, yeah. A, with a candidate it's yeah. actually kind of gone from we need a recruitment company to understand our business our values our employer value propositions or our branding exactly, yeah and the direction attract. and the vision where, where, yeah. where we're going right yeah so it comes back down to like mission vision vision values yeah. of that company and having a supplier a partner that actually understands it that's where the world's got to i feel mm. like we've done that we always used to do that though. i don't remember honestly a time even when I was working the corporate, well, I wouldn't do that individually with the managers. We'd always try to make a good effort, right? Do you but know what I mean? I, I, you know, it haunts me a little bit. I think back on the, some of the conversations that I had with candidates, and maybe it was because it was a contract market. Yeah. It was always like, 
what rate are you on? I'm on four fifty. If I can get you what's five, your notice period? Yeah, what's your notice period? If I can get you five hundred, <laughs> can I move you? Can I move you from bank A to bank B? Yep, no worries, mate. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. can get me an extra fifty quid a day, I move. Yeah, oh, that was like that. So you know, yeah. oh well, this is the job. Don't worry about that. You, all you're interested in is extra fifty quid a day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was six month contract. You know, that's, <laughs> twelve that's, months, six months, and that's the, and that's the way it was, and it works, and it, it, it was fine. Really well. Um, but you know what? Looking back now over the last five years of the Northreach journey, obviously, look, salaries and pay is is important to but people. But we've stepped away from even that type of work, haven't we? We don't work. We've actually turned away work now where if we go to a meeting, we think they've got no interest in this individual, really. They're doing it for their own gain in terms of they're not looking to build a career for someone and, and i know sometimes and we can unearth that jobs. we can unearth yeah. that quite quickly but by the questions that we ask them, yeah right? and, it's not, and i think that's okay i think sometimes if you just have a job that needs doing that's fine yeah and i think if you just literally i'm just in a tight spot right now i need a finance person because i've got end of year someone's let me down yeah it's you know whatever no we won't be offering much in terms of progression or salary increases or bonuses but i need the job done. there's always going to be that demand Which for, is for those type of people but right? what i think we've noticed isn't it is that some a lot of companies will put these jobs out claim that they are oh look at this wonderful company yeah, and it's like yeah, every yeah. job description you ever read we have a fantastic opportunity with an innovative yeah, and like yeah, forward-thinking yeah. company and it's like it's a load of bollocks yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and sometimes actually what we kind of see, I think how we've kind of evolved over the past five years is we've asked the right questions to kind of go, which kind of bracket do you kind of sit in, if any? But if you are going to go down that path of we're hiring people to grow and we want to build journeys and we want to build like a collaborative, innovative, blah, blah, blah kind of company, then you need to take it seriously from who you're bringing through the door, mm-hmm. from that job description, from that interaction with the agency who, and who you're using to get you the best people, not just to fill the job, but to actually build that culture piece. Yeah. If you don't do that, you are literally just going to get a bum on a seat. You're going yeah. to get someone that does a job and then you're going to get pissed off because they don't breathe and live the values. And then you're going to look at it around you and go, oh, you know, this is all, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it has, like you say, you know, there has been times where we've turned around in the meeting and said, although we can do this for you yeah. and we can get, actually, you know what, we don't think our visions align or our values align or our ethos aligns. And that's fine. Yeah. I think, I think, okay. I think we learn probably more so in the last 18 months that it's, it's okay to say, to no. say no. Yeah, definitely. It's okay because it doesn't fit with the way that we want to be perceived in the market. We want to represent what we believe in. Yeah. And I wonder how many comp- people have fallen off over COVID who have kind of given this whole impression yeah. that our company cares about this and da 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 as soon as COVID coming. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know we said that, but what we meant is is that we was doing it whilst things were good. Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah, you're going to have to go. Yeah, exactly. I bet there's a lot of them out there like and I th- that. I think, I think with the evolution as well of, uh, you know, technology over the past five, well, for the 12 past months. 20, 20 years has evolved. But yeah. even, even in our journey, over the past four or five years it's evolved so 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 quickly there's there's tens and tens of if not hundreds of thousands of different organizations that we never even heard of or never even existed when we started that are doing such just the ideas yeah the ideas and the innovation and you know how much um social media has kind of played an impact on, on on recruitment and talent attraction and employer branding efforts and that's huge now isn't it yeah and you know what you can very quickly see the companies that do and do not invest in their in in that candidate journey and that employer brand in that ethos and that evp you know what and it is important because i think we live you're spot on with that because we live in an age now where everything is instant so it's all data Mm. so you as a user in every kind of capacity when you look at your iphone look at that it's all data you're kind of gathering mm-hmm. 10 years ago 15 you couldn't do that linkedin was barely around so yeah, if you wanted you... to find out about a company like Bar- barclays yeah or Let... as, a, as an example right yeah, yeah, yeah even back in the day i remember when we used to recruit for them they always had candidates used to always have this one or another f- feeling about barclays oh, i was a great place to work or a crap place to work in technology yeah. mainly and i always used to say if you, where how do you know that yeah oh i've got a friend that used to work i have you experienced for yourself no Right, so give it a go. And nine times in it, you convince people to do it. But now, you can't even use that because everyone can put it online. You can go on Glassdoor, put it on LinkedIn and say, I actually worked there and yeah, it was awesome. Or yeah, I actually worked there and it was shit. Exactly. There's no hiding places There's now. no hiding places. There's no hiding. And I even think back to even five, six years ago, maybe even less, when you'd get that interview request and you'd go, good news, John, you know, or Sandra or whatever, I've got you an interview. Yeah. You'd literally just say, 
check them out. Here's the, here's a link to their website. Yeah, yeah, right? website. Yeah, and that, that was it. You know, you would, check, you, you, you would check the company out on the website <laughs> and, and that was it. Now, there are absolutely no hiding places for organisations. And you got, there's no reason either. So no. No, a company hasn't got any reason not to. It's free. Yeah. You know, you, you can set up a glass door, you can get a LinkedIn profile, you can write better job adverts to actually promote your business. It's free marketing, so why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Um, and that's the first impression the candidate receives, right? You know, you're, yeah. t- you're telling me, Sam, or you're telling me, Ben, that this, ca- this company really invest in their people yes they really Apparently. invest in their people the yeah. training the development the coaching the progression you know it sounds great but the first thing they're going to do is ch- check them out on the socials check out on obviously their website yeah. which See they normally what, do what they can do the, uh, directly right yeah the glass door there's everything online right there's some really good perks a company to do in as well i'll tell you what so one of them um technology company do a lot of this kind of uh remodeling of excel spreadsheets and bringing it into software and stuff like that so it's doing a lot of risk management yeah, for yeah, excel. it's really cool one of their perks is is they give every employee 650 pounds every year mm-hmm. to use on travel where they can go and work from a different location on the planet wow that wasn't cool. like a covid thing that was like a thing that they had had from the early yeah, days from the get-go yeah. to say yeah. like look as a perk we know sometimes coming to the office work from home is not ideal so if you just want like a break from the day-to-day sort of thing take your laptop Get, take a plane ticket, go travel somewhere and just log on from Copenhagen or Florida or wherever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for, for a week. I, well, I bet is. you, I that, you per- quid towards that it. person who's first introduced to that organisation, when they start doing the research on, on that organisation from a digital perspective, yeah. I bet you they can find that information very, very quickly. Yep. And is they, they, they sing that loud and proud to say, this is what we do to support our uh, employees and give them you know the best environment and, to work in and this is the thing, thing. your employer you have to do it now you, you can't it's not a dictatorship anymore like i think interviews almost were a bit like that a long time ago even probably before we started it was almost you you're looking for a job yes i am right well then you need me more than i need you so it was all like fire 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 question question yeah. question you're selling yeah, we'll you're you know. selling to me all the reasons why i should hire you yes and and the game's almost changed now isn't it's it totally changed i know <clears throat> there is industries that are very one way or another right mm-hmm. so there, there could be one market that has got tons of candidates and few roles and in lot in others they've got tons of roles and no candidates either way you're always kind of selling to each other but now more importantly if you're growing an organization from scratch or you're you've got uh, your startup or whatever there's so much choice mm. and you're, you're selling to an individual with so much noise around them with social media with websites with fake news and all the rest of it and you know reviews bad reviews good reviews which ones you really take seriously mm. so then all you've really got is this information mm. that's been put out online about this opportunity like it's always sold and it's like well is this the right thing for me i might already have a job so what's going to convince me to move? Because just having a technical interview and just having a quick chat with someone, manager saying, yes, great place to work here, thumbs up. It's not enough anymore, is it? No, it's not. And you've, you raised an interesting point, actually, because if you kind of rewind the clock, even to when we were 21 or whatever, right? Yeah. When we were 21, you know, and say, for example, we went down the university route and, you know, you got a degree and you set your sights God, on... It'd be dangerous for a degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it would be. Yeah. But, you know, imagine, could you just imagine you set your sights on, let's say, for example, the financial services world 10 years ago. You would probably send your CV to, you know, the the known ones, the 10, 12, 15 top organisations, and you just, fingers crossed, you kind of get a call or an interview request from one of yeah. those. Now, where we live in this kind of world where information is you can get you know information so quickly and so readily available online they could probably find a thousand two thousand five thousand financial services organizations within five seconds well it's technology has done that and it's it op- automated yeah, all that kind and, of stuff hasn't it and option there's just more options available to people so going back to your original point we're often finding out that yes there are candidate driven markets there are client driven markets but you know the the top employers now are soon realizing very quickly that they need to have a strong employer brand they need to show that they do invest in their people and yeah. even at the interview stage we're we're finding more and more so now that they're having to sell the opportunities to the organization uh, sorry to, to to the prospective employee yeah um 
rather than the other way around. It's, it's that two-way street, isn't it? It's very much two-way street. So empl- employer branding, I think over the, even over the past couple of years that we've been doing Northreach has become more and more important. It's always been there. EVPs mm. and you know employer branding has always kind of been there. But smaller companies are taking didn't advantage. You feel, didn't you feel that you know it was more like a tick box exercise 10 years ago? Possibly, yeah. You yeah know, I these th- are I think, our values, this is our mission. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think it was almost a bigger company attitude to have like a strong vision mission mm. to you know attract it and then as years have kind of gone on people have refined it and refined it and refined it and now it's very odd not to have it mm. so yeah i think it's just evolved heavily we see it a lot more it's a lot clearer and people are being more honest about it i think they tell you what thinking about it what it really has done is done exactly what we said we did after that first meeting is that we just started being honest about who we are. Yeah. And because there actually, is no hiding places, isn't no, there? No, because the whole point of it really is to have like a unique selling point. But it's really difficult to say what's your USP to some anyway. It's taken us a long time to figure it out ourselves, right? Mm. But what we realised was always there that what makes us unique is ourselves. So just be yourself. Mm. Some people like it, some people won't, and that's okay. There's seven billion people on the planet. You're gonna find a couple that do like you. Yeah. And, and that's one thing we've even said to each other, isn't it? Is that we don't have to be everything. I think you always say it, we don't have to be everything to everyone. And we don't want to be. Um, we yeah. want, you know, there will be individuals and people listen to this, clients that have used us, clients that haven't used us, that will either love what we do or they don't. And I'm great with that. Mm. Like, and then I know. Because if you're in and we're doing this together, we're in and we're great. And we're on that same journey. Yeah. And yeah. we'll deliver and we'll give you great and all that good stuff. And if you don't like it, you don't like the branding, you don't like my haircut, you don't like the way we do it, then don't do it. Fine. We but I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. No. I'm going to be real and I'm going to say it as it is. So I think for any business, not even just recruitment, right? Like, but for definitely for us, I, th- I would say when you're kind of starting up, things that we've kind of learned the five years is just honestly be yourself and yeah. be honest to yourself. And if things are working, go with it. If they're not, change them. Don't worry about what people think of you yeah. because that's what makes you unique. That's what will kind of create like a strong employer brand. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So if you can kind of do that and deliver, because ultimately... It still comes down to delivery at the end of the day. That's what right? the great hairs the, bring, the, right? Yeah, exactly. The proof, the proof <laughs> is still with the pudding, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing, even on meetings, even today, we, we always use almost the same line. We say, one thing you can expect from us is that if we say we can deliver something we will deliver yeah but likewise likewise there is there is going to be times where we're going to turn around and sometimes much to our detriment we go you know what we think you should go to another recruitment agency here that specializes in this because they're better off than than we are there's no point being arrogant there's always someone else that can do it so stick to what you're best at yeah so what are your kind of like final thoughts then what are your kind of parting words on the the first proper podcast this is the first one that's actually going to go out as a series right it's been a long time in the making. I know. I think we've had this equipment <laughs> for like nearly a year and it's hardly been used. Um, what would you say? I I, so I many things question, flying through my mind. I think the main question really just like as a parting gift more than anything is that you've, you've, you've kind of come from big corporate, you know, 24, setting up Northreach. Yep. You've done it together, five and a half years in. Just kind of what have you, what's just a couple of key learns that you'd say to people actually start, if we were to go back five and a half years now, what would you say to someone going back now? About three top things. Three top things. I think we kind of just covered them, but um, one is definitely be honest yeah. and be truthful to your target market, to your customers, and to yourself. Um, don't try to be, pretend to be something that you're not. Yeah. Don't don't feel that the urge or the temptation to give off this impression that you're this big corporate company because people don't buy into that anymore. Yeah. If anything, it's going to go against you, right? What we've learned on our journey is that people buy into us because they buy into our story and the true story so that's definitely lesson number one yeah um lesson number two is don't try to please everyone we said it right don't you don't have to be everything to everyone there's no. like you said there's so many people on this planet there's so many different customers and so many Perfect. different personalities yeah. and cultures and you know um opinions but be true to yourself and you know um yeah, don't try to be everything to everyone, everyone is, is what I'm trying to say. Wise words were wise words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's really good. Oh, look, we hope we're going to have a lot more kind of content kind of coming out like this. And it yeah. is. Really and look, I've got is. a third lesson. I've oh, yeah. Sorry, you've got, got your third. I forgot about your third. That's all right. And I think we've we've often said as well, value value your service and value what, what, what you do. Yeah. You know, because there are going to be occasions where people 
want to drive you down on price or negotiate and and that's fine we're, we're always up for a negotiation and you know come to a middle ground but there's times when don't feel afraid to walk away from a deal if they're undervaluing you or yeah. undervaluing your service or whatever the case may be so value what you do is a third lesson as well. yeah that's no, great great well thanks ben no worries no worries no thank you for for for, for inviting me i feel honored to, to be on the first podcast <laughs> all so. the way from the uh, other office yeah no, all the way the from, from from 10 feet away but no it's, it's i've really enjoyed it actually and i hope um our listeners can take some some uh, value from it as well that's what it's all about so if you have kind of got some value out of it um great <laughs> yeah. so we'll keep producing some content like this we've got lots of different things that we're thinking about from well-being in the workplace more around employer branding uh just choosing a talent partner we obviously done this blog the other day where it shows mm. about how you can actually do recruitment yourself so if you got the, kind of got this far into the podcast you like what you listen check out linkedin check out the website at um, northridge.uk um from for some more information around how to actually attract talent yourself as well awesome uh, and that's it that's uh, sam and ben signing off thank you very much and i'm still selling sweets and cans and, <laughs> and rubbers and pens and rulers yeah. if anyone's interested in the uh, ralph and polo shirts yeah exactly <laughs> thank you sam <laughs>